Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Olive Podcast. I'm Janine, Olive's Deputy Editor and Podcast Host, and each episode I'll be catching up with chefs, cookery writers and characters from the food scene in Britain and beyond. Join us each week to expand your food knowledge as our guests share 10 things we need to know about the specialist subject. And do listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where they also reveal their top cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. I'm delighted to welcome Celeste Wong to the podcast today. Celeste is a writer, presenter, podcaster and expert barista who we are lucky enough to have sharing her recipes, guides, gadget reviews and coffee expertise over on our website, olivemagazine.com. And hopefully she'll share a bit more with us today. Welcome, Celeste. Hi. Thank you for coming all the way from Lisbon. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Well, I'm based in both both cities, London and Lisbon. I love so that. Very cosmopolitan. <laughs> so first of all, could you tell us how you ended up becoming a coffee expert or how coffee became your passion? Oh, I mean, it's, it is. I'll try and make it short. Um, basically, I started um, working in a cafe when I was studying and um, I just got completely obsessed and, and just sort of taken over by, you know, the the coffee, the making of the coffee, the taste, the people involved. Um, I think that was a huge factor. I just sort of lucked out on a really amazing independent roasting uh, cafe. Yeah. Um, and just really was able to learn from the best of the best, really. I've been very, very fortunate um, having worked in some of the best artisan cafes in the world. Um, yeah, so that's how it sort of started. And I got really obsessed with coffee. And and then when I came from, originally I'm from New Zealand, and then I went to Australia and, um, you know, ran a, ran a cafe over there that became really successful and then came over to London. And I sort of was almost starting again. I wasn't sort of sure whether I was going to carry on, you know, um, in coffee. But, you know, when you land on land in a foreign country and you're young and you <laughs> don't really know anything else. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I just, I worked for a cafe called Flat White, which was in Soho, I've which is, there. yeah. <laughs> so it was one of the original, yeah. well, probably the OG, you know, artisan cafe Definitely, in yeah. London. Um, the only other cafe that was really serving coffee was Monmouth, which is obviously a yeah. really long-standing um, London roastery um and so basically yeah I think flat white was really integral in really bringing up and bringing up the specialty coffee industry and it was just at a time where like artisan and craft coffee and just anything sort of craft was sort Mm. of on the rise and it was very sort of early on and after a few years, you know, that's when other cafes started popping up in London. Um, but there was a real focus on the art and the craft of coffee. Yeah. And I think for London and the UK, broadly that speaking, was it, yeah. that was really where I think it all sort of began. So it was amazing to be a part of that sort of 
golden era that I I sort of refer to it as because, you know, not only we were we sort of lear- still learning about coffee, but we just had this, there was just a massive energy and passion around mm. it. There still is. It's slightly different and it's moved um it's moved on a little bit through like technology and lots of different varieties and um, and things like that. But yeah, like coming from the third wave of specialty coffee in yeah. Melbourne, and then we, I was here to experience the third wave of coffee in London. <laughs> yeah, um, that's sort of where I, I guess I, how do you, what's that saying? Got my chops, or yeah, what's yeah, that saying? Uh, yeah, and earn, earn earned, earned my chops, I guess, a little <laughs> bit that. more um, over here. So, yeah, I ran uh, their sister cafe, which was in Bateman Street, still in Soho. Yeah. And then I went over to a cafe called Lantana, which was an award winning oh, yeah. Australian mm-hmm. cafe, as their head of coffee and yeah. sort of ran their training. So, you're part of his coffee of history as well. I mean, hopefully, today. You know, we can use a bit of your expertise and and share share some knowledge. So people at home who are interested in coffee and me, I'm hoping to pick up lots of tips, can kind of you know get bring a little bit more to their practice and then kind of improve it a bit. So let's start with some basics. Start with the raw material, mm-hmm. the coffee bean, because um, you said there's um, two primary types of coffee beans. What 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 are the differences between them and and how are they used? Oh, so there's two variety main varieties, mm. and it's Arabica and Robusta. And generally what you'll be drinking in specialty coffee shops is Arabica. Okay. Um, Robusta was sort of, I guess it's seen more as a, like an 80s kind of back in the day oh, coffee bean. Yeah. It's uh, it's a little bit more um, bitter yeah. and it is actually robust. Um, the Arabica is sort of a little smoother in taste. It has a lot more uh, characteristics. Mm. Um, it's a little milder. Uh, so I guess the way that they're roasted is slightly different. They'll have different sort of moisture content in them as well. So that will affect the roasting. Yeah, They're usually also, generally speaking, uh, grown at different altitudes. So, you know, things like like vegetable, food and vegetables, you know, things that are grown with different soils and things, mm. um, can affect the taste, yeah. whether for better or worse. But generally, the Arabica bean is the more sort of seen as the sophisticated really. <laughs> bean yeah. of the two. But I think Robusta is coming back. Is a it? I was going to say, are there like the, with all of the coffee nerds in the world, <laughs> there's got to be someone who's championing. Totally. <laughs> and there is still a lot of Robusta being sold out there. Don't yeah. get me wrong. When we're, talk, we're talking massive volumes, yeah. um, I'm just talking more sort of from a specialty coffee yeah, if you're, perspective. Yeah, if you're paying the extra buck for that, like really good coffee, it's probably more likely to be Arabica. Totally. But as I did predict in the Olive Magazine's 2023 top 10 trends in coffee, <laughs> Robusta right. is going to come back. And um, I, I have actually seen it um, coming back. There's a, a Vietnamese girl called Aviet Coffee in Sydney, oh, okay. and she's importing Vietnamese Robusta. And because of the over the last 10, 20 years, mm. um, because of the knowledge and the new technologies and mm. the different kinds of processes that we've been discovering um, to improve coffee quality, yeah. I think we're able to probably apply some of those things to Robusta that hasn't been, okay. that hadn't That's been done before. Yeah. So I think, you know, we might see it come coming through a little bit, maybe as a part of a blend in an espresso with... Yeah. 
you know arabica beans to as kind well. of bring its own quality to yeah that. because yeah. It, it's still it is still nice it's still coffee mm. you know it's just uh, slightly you know just it has some different qualities yeah. really yeah yeah. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Okay, now something we can control, which is brewing methods. Now, as you've mentioned, you know, coffee's come on, but brewing methods have gone through the roof as well, haven't they? I remember when I was little, it was probably, it was probably something like filter coffee and espresso if you went to a, you know, a cafe or whatever. But now there's so many different types. I remember when there, well, because this goes way (laughs) back. I was here quite a while ago. Um, I've been doing this for a while. There was not even filter coffee being offered. Mm. It wasn't really that popular. It was actually probably more popular in the Scandinavian countries, which sort of, so that's another example of how that sort of was brought over, that coffee culture was brought over to to England. Um, And our sort of espresso culture moved Moved. through over there. So influenced that sort of side. Um, But yeah, there's filter coffee. Um, There's a few different ways to filter. So, I guess I would categorize like a cafetiere as a filter coffee okay, as well in a yeah. way. Um, but, you know, there's pour overs where you use a paper filter. Mm. Um, there's also like an AeroPress. Uh, there's the mocha pot, uh, like the stovetop. Um, also espresso, obviously, is another brew method. Yeah. If you're brewing coffee at home, what do you think is the most successful system to use? You know, whether that's a cafeteria or a, a mocha pot or an espresso machine. I know it's a hard one, isn't that it? That is so hard for me. Yeah, because I've I've got a mocha pot and I love it yeah. because I love that I just get, I have one coffee day and it has to be absolutely like you know something that's going to get me going yes and I found real success with just using a little mocha pot I love it yeah because the mocha pot is able to extract something that tastes really strong yeah you know um a filter would be a little bit more subtle so a pour over for example I love a pour over so every morning I usually have a filter but you know if we rewound 10 years ago my first coffee would be a long black or or some kind of espresso drink, but usually yeah. because that's I'm in the cafe and it's I'm dialing in the machine, and so that's what I'm I was drinking. And yeah. filter wasn't so um, sort of popular. Yeah, a few years ago, 
But the other thing about filter coffee, which is really great, is that you, I think that you can you can taste a lot more of the characteristics okay. from coffee yeah. if you just have it as a straight filter. Yeah. But often when you're waking up in the morning, that's not what you're you're not going. I'm not waking up and going, hmm, what do I taste in this coffee? You know, I'm like, <laughs> I want to get a coffee and I want to get up and yeah. go and do my thing and know that yeah. you know I'm going to be able to have enough energy for the rest of the day. You know. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, for me personally, I do a, a, a pour over yeah. or actually I have really good access. I have access to really amazing automatic machines yeah. that, you know, <laughs> that mimic that process. So I get that quality, but I don't tend to have to like do stand there and pour this. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, is it, is it, um, I mean, there's so many different machines on the market. Can you get a decent, um, es- or can you or, get a decent espresso machine, for example? Or do you think you have to really spend to get what you would get in a good cafe. Yeah, I I mean my yeah. <laughs> That's fine. A I good mean... co- a good espresso machine will cost you a little bit. Yeah. Um I think that it really just it depends really on your lifestyle yeah. and sort of what you're wanting to expect and how much you're willing to sort of put into that coffee yeah. making process because even when the machines are really expensive and should yield a really good coffee, if you kind of don't know how to use it or what you're doing, yeah. you can still sort of... That's just not... one part of it, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, my whole thing is like, I think you can still have a really good coffee without all of the bells and whistles. No, that's and, great. And you, yeah. can, you know, you could yeah. rock up to a campsite and just as long as you have some cough, ground coffee and okay. some water, you know, I think you can you can figure something out that's that tastes good still but you know if you do want to get into the nitty-gritty of it I think that a good espresso machine will probably cost you a little bit more um the the sort of cheaper ones that you can find in some department stores some are okay um and definitely yeah definitely some are better than others yeah yeah for sure Sure. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about the other things that matter. One thing, and I was going to tell you this story about how I went to spend an afternoon in a cafe in Soho way back. And the barista there said to us, it doesn't matter how expensive your equipment is if you haven't got a decent grinder. Um, and it was flat white. Oh, I was, I was like, that's familiar. <laughs> and he was banging on about the grind. And I was like, what? Uh, the gr-? And I left there thinking, just it was in my head. Um, and I remember him telling the difference between a, a, sort of a burr grinder and a p- plate grinder. There's flat grinders, yeah. but then there's also conical burr grinder. And, they, and you don't want... You don't want oh sorry blade is blade yeah the, that was it the yeah other one so you don't really want to chop your coffee yeah you want to sort of crush it it's almost okay. like um it's like spices yeah. I guess um it sort of opens up the um well it's was, it was more ar- aromatic um it sort of opens up the like the surface area of mm. the coffee so that it's able to be absorb like it's able to absorb the water and yeah. extract more evenly, basically. Yeah. I mean, in a really layman's term, I'm sure someone's probably going to <laughs> correct me on that. But, but the point is but... that that you're grinding at different, um, and te- you know, different sizes for different um, equipment, aren't you? Yeah, different sizes, and also, how can I um, explain it? It's like it's kind of like if you got a peppercorn, yeah, and you got a knife and you just sort of chopped it or crushed it yeah and then you 
you either put it all over, you either use it for, um, I don't know, slow baking something. Yeah. It's slightly different to if you actually ground it Grind into it, small, yeah. smaller little particles mm. and that flavour would probably be able to be fully absorbed and or the product would or you know the meat or whatever would absorb the yeah, pepper. Okay, yeah. yeah, does I don't. That make, no, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I'm just trying to sort of compare. It's oft it's sometimes it's easier to compare coffee with food because people think it's so foreign, but it's sometimes it good just, to yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So so in terms of um, you know when you're when you're buying coffee and it's and it's pre ground, I know that. For example, I've bought coffee and, and now you can ask them to grind it for your equipment at yeah. home. So yeah. I get like, I get it ground for a mocha pot, you know. Yeah. And you can, I mean, there's a difference to just randomly buying some ground coffee and sticking it in whatever, isn't there? Totally. So generally with espresso, you will have, you'll need really, really fine um, ground coffee. Yeah. Um, as you go through to filter, it's slightly more coarse, um, sort of medium grind uh, then and I would say mocha pot would depending on how you like it would fall between sort yeah. of medium to fine yeah um, and then as you go further down you would have the most coarse would probably be cafetiere oh, okay yeah so that's sort of the spectrum yeah. of coffee grinding you've got really fine coffee or Turkish would be Turkish coffee would be even more fine than espresso oh really more sort of powdery oh, okay um, then you've got espresso, which is quite fine, and then it, like sort of like sand. And then if you go further down in your in the different brew methods of mock pot yeah. and filter type coffees, you go medium grind, and then right down the end at the most coarse setting would be a cafetiere. Mm. And you yeah. will see a difference if you go out and buy the right grind for whatever you're using. I think so. I mean, if you had a really really fine grind for your uh, cafetiere or your um, in New Zealand we call them a plunger, but yeah, um, I mean we call them French cafetiers, press, French yeah. press. Of, yeah, um, well, all the sort of sediments would come up, so yeah, you would so have you like a texture. Gritty, of the yeah. gritty, yes, exactly. Yeah, I've had that before. <laughs> so you wanted a little bit, um, yeah. a little bit more coarse, and you know, conversely with espresso, if it's too coarse, yeah, then the water basically doesn't. You just don't get a good extraction. Mm. It's under extracted. The water comes through the coffee very quickly and you get a very weak tasting coffee yeah. essentially you don't get that really thick yeah. beautiful brown liquid <laughs> <laughs> i love that stuff and why does why does water temperature matter why what you know is there and and how can we sort of regulate that at home uh, so the high, so if you were to brew coffee with a hundred with, with boiling water, mm. it sort of brings out the sort of acidity and oh, the bitterness. Okay. So when you let the, I would say for people at home, if they're using a kettle, just to bring it to the boil, yeah. pop the lid off, and wait for a few seconds. Just let the de the degree of the the temperature of the mm. water drop just a little bit. You want to probably optimal brewing temperature for water I think mm. and for coffee uh, would be around about 96 degrees okay so yeah like between 93 and 97 but 96 is good but you don't have to be too specific it's literally just boil the just, water just make sure it's not like super boiling yeah, yeah wait a few seconds for it to cool down yeah. and then you're ready to go because you you mentioned before we started recording that a way to um, brew coffee without 
as much bitterness as to cold to cold brew it. Yeah, it sort of takes down the acidity of the the coffee, so the process is slightly different. Yeah. Um, yeah, with with cold water as opposed to hot water. Yeah, it just yeah. needs longer, like a, longer to extract because it just it t- it's takes quite a long time to kind of um, infiltrate the coffee. Yeah grinds and really extract everything from it because it's just slower with with hot water it really accelerates that extraction process and we were going to chat briefly about milk as well and the importance of milk yeah tell us about that well i mean i mean the importance in the fat in the sense that lots of people drink coffee with milk yeah um but i was more thinking if if people wanted to know like um how to get frothy milk and why why it actually froths. Yeah. I mean, generally milk is made from uh, protein and uh, protein, fat and carbohydrates, mm. which is the lactose. Um, and then when it's heated, it stabilizes the fatty acids. So that's kind of the foam that you, you see on top. Oh, okay. So the higher the fat content, the sort of more frothy you can oh, kind really? of get so it. Oh, really? So it's not... And the, and the bubbles sort of bind together. So... If it gets cold air, the the bubble structure will be quite weak. So you'll get that sort of old school, cold, airy, frothy. Yeah, that's not, not really very nice. not silky, no. frothy. So are you so using say whole milk is best? If if I was using my little home frother to make a cappuccino, whole milk will give you the best Te- result. Yeah, technically, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well. you do you can still get really good. Um, milk texture with semi-skim. Yeah. Um, and that's why, like, when you see alternative milks like oat milk and, and things, there are some that froth better than others. So you see the barista. Barista, the ones for barista, or, yeah. yeah. And they've added the protein in. Well, so they've you can added, do it, yeah. normally it's some kind of oil. Oh, so it's okay. the fat. So it has to be fat and protein that, right. that go that together. together. And then when, they, when it gets heated, yeah. that's when the magic happens. That's really <laughs> interesting. I love that. Um now, a few fun facts, because I like this. Okay. Um, you said coffee actually makes you smarter. <laughs> oh, okay. Did I, did I, when did I say yeah, this? You did. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, well, I think it does. Oh, I mean, I, it was a little bit tongue in cheek. I mean, because coffee. I mean, was, I think yeah. it does, actually. <laughs> I think it does. I mean, and it does because, you know, it gives us caffeine mm. in the coffee, gives us a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, oh, I was reading something not long ago that. The beer gives you beer gives you ideas and coffee allows you to execute them. <laughs> <laughs> so really you should have both. <laughs> at okay. some point. So like a coffee porter or something like that is the that's a sweet spot between them. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, I mean I think I was referring to like back in the day, mm. um, there were a lot of coffee penny universities where I think it was maybe during the prohibition. Yeah. Um period and you know people would get together of all sorts of statues like people from parliament or I don't know like prominent people who would all get together and they would all just yeah, they chat over houses coffee. and they would just chat and share ideas and come exactly. up with you know yeah now we have Instagram <laughs> <laughs> God. 
<laughs> bring but, it back. But kinda. yeah, I think that was sort of what I was referring to. Yeah. That, I mean, it's that part of the culture that's just so beautiful about coffee as well, which is which is the, one of the things that I, aside from coffee itself, yeah. I do, I love the culture. I love how it brings people together. I love, I love how, like, we're having a conversation about it now, <laughs> you know, so yeah. that's... I think that's sort of from the history and like, yeah, yeah we're obviously, the if you drink coffee, you're definitely smarter. Yeah, the, the property <laughs> social aspect of it. And also um, you had some new, um, something that you discovered about when you drink coffee and how it affects you. Yeah, well, I think, um, so, I mean, I do a lot of, I've been experimenting with myself, you know, over the years. Uh, I think this just happens as you get older and you're more aware of health and you yeah. want to, I mean, everyone hates that word balance, but you do want to sort of mm. balance, have a balanced lifestyle and uh, look at what you're yeah. eating and when. And so, um, you know, I was looking at a lot of like trying to decrease stress and, and people do mention to me sometimes, you know, like, oh, they can't drink too many coffees because it gives them the jitters or mm. it makes them, uh, it sort of exacerbates their anxiety and things like that. I mean, I have an answer for a few of those things, like, well, a suggestion of an answer for those things. But um, one of the things is like when you wake up first thing in the morning, your cortisol is really high and cortisol is the is the hormone that is like your stress Stressful, hormone. Yeah. And so it's been suggested that, you know, you wait for maybe an hour or 90 minutes, don't like before you have your first cup of coffee. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I've been trying. It's quite hard to do because it's also mixed with habits. So yeah. my habit is I get up, I go and make a coffee and then I go for a walk. Yeah. You know, Um so getting up and waiting. It's hard, isn't it? It's, it's just a, a little, it doesn't really work no. all the time for me. I have to kind of get up and maybe find something low key yeah. to do, then make my coffee. Or do I go for a walk first? But that's generally the... But it might be good advice for someone who's finding that they're waking up feeling a bit, you know, overwhelmed or... You know, like you, you've had a bad night's sleep, you're waking up, you feel a bit out of sorts and grumpy rather than heading straight for the coffee, maybe just try and get to work and then have exactly. the coffee or just... That's what I was just had, Your say. brain's had time to kind of calm down a bit and then you yeah. hit it. Because <laughs> I think, I mean, I think the world is really stressful yeah. at the moment and I think coffee can be really good for us, yeah. but it's also, you know, it also plays into those things like stress as well. So like, yeah, maybe in, like get up and get to work and then have your coffee mm. because it sort of it does also take about 15 to 20 minutes for the caffeine side if, if you're drinking coffee for the for the energy yeah um it takes 15 to 20 minutes to kick in really, really? and to wow. sort of get into the bloodstream yeah um yeah so yeah. i mean that's i mean coffee also is is pretty good for you it's it's got lots of antioxidants yeah. it's zero calories if you don't drink it with if you drink it black without any yeah. sweeteners or uh, milk or anything. So it's it's actually a really good drink. I just was playing around with the different times of day that I drink it. And and it, it'll change with where you are in terms of your age and everything, I think, because yeah. your hormones change, especially for women. So maybe like 10, 20 years ago, I would be drinking coffee all day, all night and it wouldn't affect me. Wow. Now I would probably, I do limit it. I try not to drink coffee too late at night. Yeah. But it just, it also depends on, I can, 
sometimes I can tell like if a coffee is going to be really strong or not depending yeah. on where you go so yeah I mean I yeah. I have to limit I do have to limit myself to one otherwise I had I had a second one at I, so I usually have one at like 7 30 and then I had a second one at 10 30 and I was like Buzzing. okay here we go it's <laughs> <laughs> fun today at the olive office <laughs> I just drank I just drank a lot of water but um actually but, on that note I was just gonna say I have quite a few friends who are pregnant and okay. so even though it's it's not um, it's fine to drink. I think mm. it's fine to drink like one cup or yeah of coffee a day or something like that. But I have a friend who really loves coffee and she can't drink as many as she likes. She yeah. likes one in the morning, one in the afternoon. So actually, what she's been doing is drinking half decaf with regular coffee. So she's still getting okay. the flavor, and yeah, she's still getting the flavor and a little bit of the mm. buzz in the afternoon, but not not a full strength yeah. and actually I think that's a really great it's, it's a great way, way to do to it because you can get some really good quality decaf I had there. I've had um because I we get a lot of stuff sent to the office I had some decaf that was so good that I literally so was like alternating it like and I was having it in the afternoon yeah. and and getting the buzz just because I thought I was drinking a coffee but actually yeah. it was decaf but you could just couldn't tell the difference to- well totally yeah. I mean there is amazing decaf yeah. out there these days I mean it's it's not a lot of it, it not yeah. a lot of the some of the general decaf out there isn't great but mm. I have had a lot of good great. decaf coffee and you could definitely have a proper coffee in the morning and then have a decaf in the yeah. afternoon and still feel yeah you know, feel yeah. like you're having your coffee. And I was just going to say, like, what's really lovely about everything you've talked about and a, and a lot of the stuff on olivemagazine.com and a lot of your work is, is kind of the ritual of coffee and how it's lovely to kind of... Because I think it is a bit like self-care. That I get up in the morning and I make my little mocha pot, you know, and I, I spend time doing it, making myself a really lovely thing to drink. Well, I think that's important, don't you? Like, yeah. to spend... it's. You're spending time on yourself. It's a good, it's something that's good for you. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's just a really special time in the morning. Yeah. I'm the same. I, yeah, I like to get up and make my coffee. And that's, if if you're really busy and maybe you have kids and stuff, like if you can have that, that's yeah. Just to that's set gold. you up for the day. Yeah. Just that right. one little ritual of the day that, you know, yeah. gives you your own little reward. I, I mean, we were talking to Sam over here who's, um, <laughs> <laughs> he watches his part of his ritual is like watching people make coffee <laughs> so on Instagram, even though he doesn't do it himself. And I actually yeah. think that's a really cool yeah. thing to do. Maybe you want to, you can watch someone um, on Instagram or on YouTube making a really nice It just nice gives you that pause, doesn't it? It's like a pause in your day, yeah. which is really lovely. But yeah, yeah, Sam's our podcast producer and, and said, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> but I watch it yeah. and it's really relaxing. So yeah. But we're going to get on to him. <laughs> anyway, oh, well, thank you so much for coming to chat to us, Celeste. Like where, where else welcome. can people keep up with what you're what you're doing? Where's the best place? Uh, at the moment, I guess it's the girl, the girl in the cafe, yeah, uh, with underscores on Instagram, right? Or it's the girl in the cafe dot okay, which is my website, yeah. and I've got all my blogs and all the links to my social media um, stuff there. So that's probably the best place. Great. The girl in the cafe Okay, thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been great to come in. Thank you for listening to the Olive Podcast. For recipes and more information, head to olivemagazine.com. 
Do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.